Hola, buenas tardes. Me llamo Devon y este es Henley's View. Yo quiero hacer algo diferente hoy. Voy a hacer este podcast en español porque necesito practicar un poco. Puedes practicar conmigo o disfrutar del español mal pronunciado. Yo también quiero flexionar. Así que, comencemos, mis amigos. No, I'm just kidding. I, I'm not going to do a whole podcast in Spanish because I'm not ready for that. I try to learn. I've been learning for like six months. I know I told you how the first episode. But my goal is to learn how to speak Spanish off the top of the head. Because I translated that myself, but I had to practice the pronunciation like a couple of times. Because I didn't want to like say the wrong word. I probably butchered it. Who cares? At the end of the day. So, I know y'all didn't hear back from me for a while. I've been doing other stuff. Uh, I would say I've been writing my blogs. You check out my blog on headleyview.com. I wrote a blog about Shook One by Charlemagne. It was a good review slash self-help slash... I don't know what else to call it. But it was pretty informative. It was my opinion, though. It added some stuff, like some studies and science stuff to it. So I'm not, I'm not talking about my behind here, but you should go check that out. And all the other blogs that you miss, check out the other podcasts on um, Anchor. You could check on podcasts. You could check on Spotify for the other episodes. So I've been doing that. So a quick update about what I've been doing. Uh, I've been playing the bass a lot. I've been trying to get my inner flea on. I learned how to play Easy Lover by... Uh, Philip Bailey and Phil Collins. I know how to play the whole song on bass now. It took me about like three weeks of consistent practice to actually get the bass notes down. The thing is, it's an easy song. Easy lover. It's an easy song. But the actual tempo of it and the, you know, the timing is kind of weird. Especially on the solo part. Because during out, throughout the verses, I actually had to follow the guitar to do the main riff like so the guitar does that too so if i get lost i can always follow that tune but when the guitar goes into solo there's only one guitar in the song so i have to figure out the actual bass notes and the thing about learning bass notes on youtube like learning different songs you could barely hear the bass you could just see the the sheet music so it was kind of hard but i'm doing it and i did it because i'm gangster And I'm also learning some, you know, bass grooves and stuff. So I'm getting better at it. Feel com the bass feel comfortable in my hand now. So I've been doing that. And as I said before, Spanish. I'm trying to work on my listening comprehension. So I've been watching YouTube videos, stuff like that. I'm getting better at my pronunciation, I think. I don't know. I just need to work on having a conversation, thinking off the top of my head because... It's still hard. And fitness. Fitness has been going good. I've been doing a lot of running now. I didn't really do much biking. And now the gym's open in my area. So I had to go to the gym, you know, get my pump some iron and stuff like that. But what I don't get is when I go to the gym, they ask the same questions over like, oh, have you ever traveled to another place? Have you ever do that? Have you ever like... Do you have a fever right now? I'm like, no. And then when I get inside, you have to wear a mask. And that's acceptable. Like, I understand that. 
But I don't know about you. Working out in a mask, covering your face and nose, it's kind of, you know, it's impossible. I remember I was doing um, bent over rows with a barbell with a mask on. Felt like I was going to pass out. Because when you work out and you do stuff, you tend to breathe more rapidly. And it's impossible to do with a mask because you're just breathing in carbon dioxide. So that's impossible. So I pulled down the mask. It's covering my mouth. But I put it down over from my nose so I could breathe through my nose. As soon as I do that, it seems like one of the workers just pop out of nowhere. Like they were hiding in the corner or they had like... Harry Potter's cloak, invisibility cloak, and just show up out of nowhere. They just snap into existence like, hey, can you put your mask on? I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm not doing anything. I'm literally breathing. It's hard to breathe in a mask. Working out. I'm like, it's not like snot is coming out my nose or something. I'm just like breathing real quick. So I do it in between sets. But it's good to be back in the gym. I try not to listen to a lot of music when I'm in the gym. I take that from David Goggins. He says, music is cheating. That's what he said on Joe Rogan. He said, if you rely on music while you're working out or running and stuff like that, there's times you're not going to have music. And what are you going to do when you don't have music if you rely on it? And I was like, that's, that's, that dude's crazy. I mean, he is, but I thought he was crazy. Then I tried doing it. And I was like, yo, this is actually good because I'm actually focused on my workout now and I'm not focusing on picking a song because when I lift weights and I go on YouTube or something to listen to music, I end up watching YouTube videos in between sets and, you know, the break times between sets turn out to be like five minutes and stuff and I waste more time. So I take that from him and that's cool. Another thing I was planning on doing was taking a firefighter test in Irving, Texas. I... They were paying pretty good, pretty good money. It was sixty grand to start, and I wanted to move to Texas or move to anywhere like Southwest, South, regular South. My top three cities, my top three states, no, my top four states is Texas. I want to move to Tennessee, Arizona, or Utah. Those are like the four states I want to move to. So I was looking up government jobs on. Texas and urban Texas and I found firefighter and I was like oh this is easy so I applied for it and I forgot about it and they emailed me back like a month a few months ago and they were like yeah um we're doing a physical test and a written test so I studied for the written test for a while I had to relearn how to do my multiplication stuff because I haven't used that type of math in a while like I know my times tables but I never like I haven't written down and worked out a problem in like since high school and I'm like 55 right now. So I had to relearn how to do that, relearn how to do long division and stuff. It took me like a good minute because, you know, YouTube is there. Looking back at it, I wonder why I hated math so much back in school. When I do math now, it's super easy. But then again, I'm not doing quadratic equations and like parabolas and stuff. That That type of math get me tight. But regular math... It's pretty easy looking back on it. In retrospect, I was like, I could have been good at math if I actually applied myself. So anyways, getting back to the firefighter exam. It was, the actual physical test wasn't that hard. 
it seemed simple, but it, it wasn't easy. I mean, I didn't take it, but it seemed e- simple, not easy. So you have to like walk, you have to climb up and down ladders in like two minutes with the full gear on. You have to hit the sledgehammer on the sled. You have to do a charge hose line pull, pull a hose line, lift up a bunch of stuff. You have to carry a dummy, a 175-pound dummy, and you have to run a mile and a half in 16 minutes. That was the one thing that got me tight because I can't, I don't like to run. It's not that I can't run. Like, if I'm playing a sport, if I'm playing a sport or I'm running for my life, I could run a long time. But I can't just be running all willy-nilly like, la, 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 I like to run, blah, blah, blah. No, no, I can't do that. Like, if I run on the track in circles, I feel like a hamster. Like, I don't like doing that. I'll go crazy. So I've been practicing that for the longest while. And then I realized, I was like, I can't do this. I, I don't want to do this. It's not the physical aspect of the test that threw me off. It's literally the mental aspect as well. Because... One, I have to deal with the traveling in Texas, and I might have to quarantine, and I don't feel like doing all that. That's too much of a hassle. Two, is the f- mental aspect of the job, the psyche, psychological aspect, because going into those type of professions, where it's like emergency possession professions, you really have to want to do it because you like to, you want to save people, you want to help the community. You can't go into those type of professions. Because you want the money. That's like going into the army infantry. Just for the money. I'm like no right. You gotta go into that wanting to save people. And serve your country I guess. But the same thing applies to like. Police officers and firefighters. And or EM, EMTs. But EMTs are not like. In direct line of danger. So I asked, my, I asked myself. I was like, do you really want to do this, be a firefighter? Because you're responsible for people's lives. You could die easily. And I was like, nah, I don't want that pressure. So I decided not to do it. Because, like, I don't, I only kind of want to be a firefighter. And I was like, I'm not going to kind of want something that's dangerous and more responsibility for other people. Like, I don't kind of, you got to actually want that job. So, I didn't go to the test the test was last week and i could probably find something else to do but it's just i didn't want that dangerous job but yeah that was my this my update for the past couple weeks several weeks been doing nothing you know what's funny i've been hearing a lot of stuff about this new movie called cuties it's a french movie about these girls like on the dance team and it have it has a lot of controversy to it. A lot of people saying like, Oh, this this film promotes sexualizing children, blah blah blah, Hollywood's weird and all that. And it's like they say Netflix says it's like a coming to age tale of a girl trying to break the bounds from her religious family, explore her life. I don't know. It's an eleven year old girl. So, a lot of people have been beating it to death, saying, cancel Netflix, cancel Netflix. And I believe, I agree with them, they should cancel Netflix, because the way Netflix is, like, marketing the film, the way the poster looked, it was kind of weird. I was like, oh. And it's funny, it's a French movie from France, 
And the poster in the French version looks pretty innocent, I guess. But the American you know, poster was like kind of like pr- provocative, if you will, for lack of a better term. And I was kind of, I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. I'm like, who's the weirdos that signed off for this? But like, all, all I've been hearing is that, like, cancel Netflix, cuties is bad, blah, 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 on my feed. And I agree with them. It's bad, like, because the way the filmmaker says it is like, oh, we're trying to show showcase how bad sexualizing children is and stuff. And it's a cautionary tale. I'm like, that makes that logic makes no sense. Because that's like me saying, oh, all murder is bad. I'm going to show you how murder is bad. But to showcase it, I'm going to make a snuff film. Or that's like some, some guy saying. That's like some guy opening a crack house and saying crack is bad. You know, you know those old heads on the block that'd be like, yo, man, I sell drugs right now, but don't do it. Drugs are bad and it's bad for the community. I'm hurting the community. And and I'll be like, oh, okay, so if it's that bad as you say, why are you still doing it? And they just look at you. Yeah, so that logic behind cuties makes no sense because if you're trying to showcase different... If you're trying to showcase how bad sexualizing children is, I hate I hate saying that word, that phrase. But if you're trying to showcase it, like you can do it as a documentary format. Or you could have 18-year-old girls play younger teenage girls. There's different there's a lot of 18-year-old girls and up and older that could play 16-year-old, 15-year-old girls. It would have been better like that. But it's like actual children. I was like, oh, that's weird. A lot of people defending it. And a lot of people are politicizing it too, which is kind of weird. And they're like, oh, the left. People on the left are glorifying this. Holly Weird is glorifying it. And then, like, different left wing newspapers are saying, like, oh, right wing people are hating on this movie because they're bigots and they're, like, religious Nazis or something like that. And I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. But one one nuanced point I came across is when I watched Abba and Preach. I don't know if y'all watched that. Abba and Preach. Abba, Abba and Preach stated like a good point. It was like, it's not fair to judge a movie if you never saw it because you have to put context to it and stuff like that. And I was like, that's a really good point. That's why I try not to voice my opinion about it. Like, I'm only going off of the poster and I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. But like... You should watch the movie and see it and draw your conclusion based off of that. However, a lot of YouTubers that I follow that I watch, they already watched the movie. And it was like, yeah, it's, 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 not, it's nothing redeeming about it. <laughs> it's like terrible. It's worse than the poster and the blurb. And then like some YouTuber, like he showed like a few clips and talked about it. And I was like, yo, this is disgusting. I was like, who greenlit this? I feel like if I will watch it to critique it, I'll probably be on a list. <laughs> That's why I'm not trying. I don't want to watch that. And, and plus, it's kind of gross. And I'm not trying to go into that funny style stuff. So I was thinking about writing a blog about it, you know, trying to jump on the wave because it's trending. But I was like, nah, that's low hanging fruit. And like I said before, I don't want to be on the list. I don't want that on my history. I'm not trying to do all that. That's weird. But yeah, that's cuties. No, that's a very 
crazy thing that's happening right now in terms of Hollywood. But I wanted to do a quick podcast. It's not going to be that long, but I wanted to do a quick podcast about stereotypes and living as a stereotype or living within stereotypes because this world is ran by stereotypes. And I'm not going to discuss what stereotype means. Y'all know what stereotype means. It's basically like a generalization of a certain group of people. And most stereotypes stem from something true but about the people, but it's more generalized to everybody. Like, say, for instance, like you see a group of people doing one thing for a little bit, and you're like, oh, so if they do it, they all do it. That's basically what stereotype is. There's a lot of stereotypes. You got Asians being good at math. You got Jewish people being greedy with money. And it's it's funny how that stereotype came to be. Because in the Middle Ages, it was deemed to be anti-Christian or anti-Catholic to lend money with interest, with high interest. I don't know why. But it was deemed like unethical or like sinful to do that. So the Jewish people in the Middle Ages were money lenders and they charged interest. And I guess they charged a lot of interest back then. Therefore, all the Christians were like, yo, why are you being greedy for? Why are you charging mad interest? Blah, blah, blah. And that's how the stereotype came to be. And as a fellow man of color myself, I I deal with the stereotype of being able to play basketball, you know, because I'm black. Or I have a stereotype of being able to rap, being able to do all the other stuff, eating watermelon, eating chicken, fried chicken, you know. That's a dumb, that's a really, really dumb stereotype because everyone loves watermelons and fried chicken. Like whoever eats chicken likes that. Everyone likes that. But stereotypes is crazy, though. And it's, if you go against those stereotypes, you start to see, like, people like, giving you a side eye. They're like, oh, wait, you're different. Because a lot of people feel something different or something more nuanced. And it could be, like, ideas. It could be, like, the way you act, your personality. Your interest could be very nuanced compared to what people oppose upon your race. Like, for instance, I'm not athletic. I mean, conventionally athletic, I guess. There's different types of athletics. But I can't I can't jump high. I'm not a basketball player. Like, I could I could run, but I can't jump. Like, I'm, I don't like jumping. Like, what am I, Super Mario? Like, who cares if you could jump high? But a lot of people say, oh, you know, black people, they, they do a lot of sports, blah, 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 blah. So I'm not athletic. I don't. I used to rap back in high school, in middle school, because that was just a cool thing to do, and I actually wrote rhymes. But I stopped in high school because I don't know. I just didn't feel like rapping anymore. To a point where, if I was to sit down and write rap right now, it would be kind of hard for me to do, because I'm just so not used to writing raps. I do write poems. It's the same thing, but I write poems. But I don't. I don't really like listen to rap that much either i I listen to old school rap i listen to some raps today it depends but all these other raps i don't really listen to like, i don't i don't really listen to the new new guys 
Like if you were to play it in the club, I was like, I know the tune, but I wouldn't know the words and stuff. I don't know how to dance really either. Like I have rhythm, but I just choose not to dance. You know how they say black people got that rhythm? I know some black people that have two left feet and they'll trip over air if they try to dance or they'll try to do the Carlton or the Charleston or something along those lines. I talk proper according to some people. Like I I was talking to this one dude and I was like, he was like, oh, you're born and raised in New York. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, you don't sound like you're from New York. I'm like, what the hell do I sound like I'm from? And he's like, I don't know. You just talk proper. I'm like, so everyone from New York talk like retards or idiots. <laughs> I guess that's the conclusion I drew from what he said. Who knows? It could be like a slippery slope type thing, but that's the conclusion I would draw. I'm like, so you're saying people from New York City don't talk proper. They talk like idiots. I mean, it's kind of a backhanded compliment. It's a compliment to me, but a backhanded thing to everyone else. All in all, is a backhanded compliment. I I don't know. I, I think I talk like this. I don't know why I talk like this. It's just the way I started talking. Because I want to be understood, so I probably enunciate more words and stuff. It's nothing like... I'm not saying I'm better than anybody. I'm just, I just talk like this. And it's funny. Going back to not liking rap and stuff. I actually like old school rock and roll and stuff like i like the Def leopard and stuff i like um what else do i like i like europe i like queen i like all those other old school rock groups and phil collins like i like phil collins but people always say like oh you like you like rock music you like you like heavy metal i like heavy, i love heavy metal like the old school it can't be new heavy metal it has to be like 80s and 90s heavy metal and probably 2000s depends on the band but like 90s heavy metal is like the best like Pantera you got um, Metallica you know Ozzy Osbourne I mean Ozzy Osbourne is technically hard rock but Black Sabbath though the group is heavy metal but anyways I digress so my point is like people say oh you listen to rock, you listen to emo music, you listen to grunge music. That's what white people listen to. Like white you you you're you're black. You're supposed to listen to this. Or you're the whitest black guy ever. And I don't understand why they say that because you know rock and roll is a black art form. People often forget that. Like, you know, rock is a black art form. You know who created rock and roll? Little Richard, Chuck Berry. And all them other dudes, they all created rock and roll. And rock and roll just, like, became, um, branched out into, like, say, hard rock, heavy metal, metal, and other stuff, like grunge. Like, all that der derives from, from rock and roll. So it's a black art form. And I don't understand why people say, oh... You're 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 being white. You're being white. I'm like I hate I hate that phrase. Oh, you're the whitest black guy ever. Like you could say whatever you want to me, but that's like one of my pet peeves. I'm like, one, you're saying that all black people are a monolith. All black people are supposed to be stuck in a box, and all black people should do this one thing. And I hate that because you're making it make black people individuals feel bad for being individuals. 
Like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't like rap music. I don't like this. I'm sorry. Well, sorry, not sorry, I guess. And it gets annoying because it's saying like, oh, you like define things in life. You must be white. I'm like, oh, my God, whatever. I, I actually saw this one joke on the stand up. This guy was like, you know, as a black guy, we always thought I always thought about going like, say, kayaking or all the all the other stuff like bungee jumping, kayaking, you know, hunting and all all the other stuff. And he said, like, a lot of black people want to do that, but they can't because before that they discussed that at the dinner table and their family is like, why the hell are you doing that white stuff? Or they say some sly stuff about it. And that's true. I was like, I always wanted to do kayaking. I have no one to do it with. Nobody wants to do it with me. I always wanted to go hunting. I always wanted to go bungee jumping at least once. But nobody wants to do it. But now that I actually think about it. Going back to the music play, music part. Like I'm from Barbados and I don't like soca that much. Like I don't really care for it. I mean, it's good music. Like objectively speaking, it's good music. But I wouldn't like go out of my way. It's like yo, put on that new soca song. Like no, I'm not doing that. Like if it's on, I'll listen to it. If somebody's playing it, but like I wouldn't play it myself. And I guess I could revoke my Beijing card because I don't like soca. Every time I don't dance to Soka in the house, everyone's like, yo, you're not from Barbados. I'm like, I know I'm not. I'm from here. <laughs> like, I observe my, I, I rep my culture in different ways, but like, I don't, I don't dig West Indian music that much. Like, I, I like reggae. Reggae is pretty cool. I love reggae. But like, dance hall, Soka, Calypso, it depends. Like, Calypso is like, I could listen to that. But like soca and dance, I'm like, nah, I don't, I don't like doing that. But you know why I think black people are stuck with these stereotypes, like stereotypes of being athletic, of every black person being a rapper, every black person talking like, yo, what's good, son? I mean, word to fan, nice stuff like that. Because in the hood, we don't strive to be, I mean, back then, I don't know about now, but like back then, we don't strive to be like, anything else but a rapper but a basketball player baseball player football anything any sport with the ball we don't strive to do anything but that and that became a stereotype because i mean don't get me wrong there's a lot of opportunity in sports there's a lot of opportunity in music and rapping and stuff but your odds are very slim making it in the major major leagues like in nba it's like a lot of black people. However, you're more likely to learn to be a um you're more likely to be a brain surgeon than to make it an MBA. Cause first in the MBA you need freakish genetics. Like let's let's just be real. Let's just be honest. Like <laughs> skill could take you a long way. You need you need you need genetics to go over the top. Like if you're short, you're not going to the NBA. I've seen a lot of dudes that are nice at basketball. And in my height and shorter, I'm like, yeah. And they be going hard. It's like, yo, I'm better than everyone. I'm going like, no, nah, you're not. You're not going. You're gonna get blocked. <laughs> and same with rapping and stuff. 
Because rapping is good art form and stuff like that. But a lot of people strive to do it. And they put their cards into that. And I'm like, you know, you know how hard you got to work to be a rapper these days? Because one, you got to be smart. You can't just be like, oh, I'm in it for the art. I'm going to do anything but rapping. I don't care about the business part. And then you still want to be a professional rapper. You want to be like mainstream rapper. Like, no, you got to be smart nowadays because you ain't selling any albums. So you got to learn how to market yourself. Gotta learn how to go independent. But anyways, I digress because my whole point is that that's why these stereotypes are something that are prevalent in the black community because that's what we strive to go for. So everyone on the outside looking in saying like, oh, everybody in the black community is a rapper and basketball player or drug dealer. I don't know. So that's what I was thinking. We could strive to be something better. We could strive to be doctors. We could strive to be veterinarians. We could strive to be rocket scientists or something. We could strive to be a meteorologist. We could strive to be anything. But, like, that's why black people think... That's why people outside of the black community think the black community is a monolith. And it's hurting us, kind of. But we're kind of breaking out of it. Day by day. Minute by minute. Hour by hour. But the one thing... Stereotypes can be harmless. I mean, it depends on a person. It can be harmless. Like, who cares? Stereotype, stereotype. Like, you can't get rid of stereotypes. But the one re- one way that could hurt people is, like, in politics. Because you know how black people got that one image, like, they have to vote Democrat. Black people have to vote Democrat or else their Uncle Tom's, you know vote democrat because they could give you free stuff the government could give you free things stuff like that and it's all based off of emotion like we're all emotional i guess and it's it's faults there's faults on both sides of the party i guess like republicans and democrats this not perfect but it's just being that surefire vote you're being that you're like the sure thing like say for instance a politician from the Democrat side will be like, oh, don't worry about the black people. We got them all in the bag. They're they're, they're going to vote for us no matter what because they're black. Like Joe Biden said, it's hilarious. Joe Biden was like, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. I I was like, that could have been a sly type of joke, but I used that serious. He's like, yeah, man, you got to vote for me, man. And it's hilarious. And when you discuss different views that's not going against the narrative, people start side-eyeing you. People start giving you, start trying to undermine you with, like, insults. Stuff like that. Like, I consider myself, like, a libertarian with cons- that leans to the right. Like, a right-leaning libertarian. Like, certain aspects makes me conservative. Certain aspects makes me libertarian. I'm not going to go into that. That's the topic for another day, and I try to stay away from deep politics on the show. I don't want to turn this podcast into politics, but that's what I—that's my view. Hence the name Headley's view. But I hate the fact that when you display different thoughts that go against the mainstream narrative, you become ostracized by everybody that looks like you. They start to pull you down. Instead of praising that you're a free thinker, that you have an individual opinion, they want to pull you back down. Into the plantation, if you will. 
like I tell some people, like I wouldn't say I lost friends, but I told some people, like yeah, I don't, I don't believe in this narrative that is being pushed right now. Like you know what narrative I'm talking about. I there's some parts I agree with, some parts I disagree with, but the stuff I disagree with outweighs the agreements. And I'm like, yo, this is like stupid. And it's like other black people that think like me. It's cool. But these are just my thoughts about it. I'm like, the way people are going about this narrative is all wrong, in my opinion. I could literally list different ways the problem that we face, quotation, the problem that we face. Quote, unquote, problem. I could list them down on a piece of paper. paper, And I'm not even like an educated political science guy like i'm just a regular dude but like even i know it's like you could solve it this way like with logic but i digress because my point is that there's like a whole stigma there's a whole stereotype of being black in terms of politics because you're a light you're all like a hive-minded people like everyone thinks that black people and people of color as they say or hive-minded people that will always vote for a certain party over another. Like, it's funny how people, when you say, oh, I'm conservative, the black people will be like, oh, you're Uncle Tom, or you're a house Negro, or something like that. And I'm going to go off on a tangent and talk about Uncle Tom. People saying Uncle Tom is an insult. Uncle Tom is not an insult. People who state who use that as a derogatory term never read Uncle Tom's ta- Cabin. Let me give you a brief summary of it. I never read it, but I've heard of it in history class and all that. So Uncle Tom was a slave that was like dignified, I guess. That's the term they use, a dignified slave. Like he carried himself good. And there was a bunch of slaves that escaped and he knew about it. And then the master asked Uncle Tom, they was like, Uncle Tom, where's where's the slaves that ran away? And he was like, I don't know. Like he refused to snitch on he refused not to snitch on them. So because he refused to cooperate with the slave owner, he got whipped to death. So basically, essentially, he saved black people from not snitching on them. I'm like, that's as a hero, I guess, of the story, it go. It's funny. It's ironic how. Um, it's it's really ironic. Uncle Tom refused to snitch on the black people. Got killed for him. And now in the hood, we got the no snitching policy. We don't we don't want to tell the cops about the people that's doing crime in our neighborhood, that's killing people in the neighborhood, distributing drugs in the neighborhood. I don't know if that's a correlation or just pure coincidence. Now I'm now thinking about it as I speak to y'all. It's like Uncle Tom didn't snitch. He got killed for it. People now don't want to snitch. Probably because of that. They don't want to get killed for it. But they don't want to get killed from the killed by the black people. I don't know. That's just one thing I think about. And going back to the main point, like I said before. A lot of stereotypes, a lot of stuff happening these days, and these these crises, these hard times are showing, displaying people's co- like true colors, no pun intended. 
about black people and stuff. A lot of black people are turning away from the Democratic Party, going to like Republicans or becoming libertarians, such as myself. Like I'm becoming, I'm a libertarian. Like I don't identify with each side, but if I had to vote, I would more vote for the right. I don't know. This could get me canceled, but like, who cares anymore? But in conclusion, the thing is, if you're black, you have different thoughts to the mainstream narrative. It's okay to think for yourself. It's okay to be different. And going back to more trivial things, it's okay to be different in terms of having different tastes, different um, personalities, different stuff, because black people aren't a monolith. Every group of people aren't monoliths. We're not all hive-minded people. We're all individuals. And we could think wherever we want because we can. This is not 1984. We got to think a certain thing. I don't know if the United States is going to go into, like, <laughs> Oceania in 1984. But I don't know. Like I said, stereotypes is always going to be here to stay. You just can't let the stereotypes define you as a person and your morals and stuff like that. So, I don't know. It's just a little ramble rant. I had to shake off the dust because I didn't I didn't do a podcast in so long. So, I just wanted to get this out there so I could shake the rust off and get into the groove again. Just, like, display my thoughts that just occurred to my head. So, thank you guys for listening. Go on, go and check the other podcasts, the other episodes of Headley's View. Go on headleysview.com, read the blogs and stuff. I'm going to make a blog about women by Charles Bukowski probably next week when I finish the book. And I just bought like three other books, but um, two new Bukowski books and one one of uh, the new Candace Owen books. I bought that. So I'll have something to talk about. I'm done with Netflix. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm out. Thanks.